What's going on, good people? Rich here. It's your girl, Ray P on the mic. What's going on, everybody? We back at it again with another episode of We Got Y'all television feed for the We Culture Garden podcast. We appreciate y'all tuning in um, as we get ready to discuss episodes five and six of Harlem. It's really crazy to think that it's coming to an end next week. The last episode, like this season's been flying by. I know they've been releasing two at a time, but it's been rolling. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we're definitely looking forward to breaking down these two episodes with you this week. Um, at the Culture Garden, it is Romance Month. Um, we've had three movies so far. We did Brown Sugar. We completed Malcolm and Marie. And then this past week, we did The Photograph, which is a really fun episode. Like one of my favorite recordings that yeah. that we've done. Um, really good movie. Like I said, I think it slept on. I th- the more I watch it, mm-hmm. the more I really, really like it. So check those out. We have one more coming for you this week, and that'll wrap up Romance Month. Um, obviously, March will keep rolling with some movies and got a few things lined up already. Um as far as we got y'all, we are doing your honor as well on Showtime. So check out for those episodes and we'll have more television coming up for you, um, you know, throughout this whole year, next few months, the whole nine. So looking forward to all of that. But as always, if you have not watched episodes five and six of Harlem, please go watch them before you listen to this episode, because there will be spoiler alerts. Um, we are going to talk about episode five, which was titled Pride, directed by Linda Mendoza, written by Britt Matt, Sean Buckley, and Tracy Oliver. And then episode six, Out of the Dead Pan and Into the Fire, I beat a music biz number one supplier. Hey. Um, directed by Shay William Vanderport, or Vanderport, and written by Alicia Cohen, who was a story editor, then B. Ford, and Tracy Oliver once again. Episodes five and six, Ray. Yeah, like I said we kind of winding down, so you in your head you kind of get an idea of like, okay, some of these stories are wrapping up at least for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your thoughts? Um, okay, <laughs> I did a rewatch this morning. I watched them actually Thursday night when you texted me. Yeah, um, and I was like, hmm, I don't know, I don't know about anybody. The episodes themselves were good, but to your point, you just said that you feel like we're wrapping up the stories. I don't feel like we're ready to wrap up anybody's story in the next two weeks. No, well, we're really not. Two episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm low-key, high-key anxious to see what the fuck is going on. You just said, you know, you hope Puerto Rico is a good trip because my girl Quinn, y'all, I am on the main line praying for Quinn. Do y'all hear me? I have got mm-hmm. to lift my girl up because she is stressing me out. Seeing her so down bad is very, very sad. And also, if I'm being transparent, like a little triggering um, because I do understand that feeling. Like, why aren't I happier? Um, and I'm not self-sabotaging anything because I still was getting my work done, mostly. Right. Uh, when I was in the pits. But my God, today, like, my girl is... Ugh, she is just lost. And it makes me sad that the friend group, before she sent that final text in episode six, like, yo, I'm not good. That they hadn't... They kind of picked up like when you good, like you moving a little different, but 
I don't feel like anybody investigated it enough. And I know that life happens and everybody literally had their own shit going on. But I think because she was so destitute and despondent, I think that it required just a tad bit more urgency um, from the rest of the group. And it reminded me of season one when Ty was in the hospital and Quinn says, I feel like I can't complain because y'all think that I have it easy because I got money. Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm sad. I'm depressed. Mm -hmm. I'm lonely. How much of a blow was it that Angie moved out? As ready as we both were for her to go. Yeah. Yeah, we saw that. Um, You just made very valid points along everything. I want to touch on a couple of things. Yeah. Um, the season one flashback or callback, should I say, you're spot on with that. I was going to mention that mm. um, they built that up where there were times where even when she's trying to start a thought and just getting cut off, mm. you know, what you're saying really isn't as important as what I got going through because, yeah, yep. you know, we getting it out the mud, quote unquote, or, you know, even Ty, Ty has money, but Ty, you know, built something. Yeah. You know? So it's, a, it's looked at differently. Mm-hmm. And by itself made. Yeah, and you talk about triggering. Like I said, we being being transparent, like depression is real, and it's a real thing. And there is, I was thinking about this as I was watching this, specifically the scenes where she's in bed, like just laying in bed, looking at the clock, baby, and just staring at that shower, mm-hmm. um, and just looking lost. And it made me think of like you know I've I've gone through about a depression, and yeah. it made me think of that and. Remembering those moments where all I wanted to do was get in the bed. Like, I didn't want to do anything else. Like I would go to work, I come home, and I get in bed and just whatever. If I fall asleep, I might not even be asleep, but just in there. I don't want to do nothing. Don't want to move. Yeah. And it was like you said, it was very triggering to see because I started thinking, like, damn, how did I get out of this? That's it. Because I ain't that far removed from it. Yeah. And it, you, can't even, you know, and I, and that's the blessing in it as well because it is only a season. Mm-hmm. Because you know, when you're in it, it's the worst thing ever. Feels like yeah. you're never gonna get out of it because that's all you're thinking about. But at the same time, now that I am out of it, it I can't even remember how I got. It just happens. You know what I mean? You just kind of take those steps day by day. So Quinn's gonna get through it. Listen, I agree with you 100 that her friends need to like be a little bit more aware of what she has going on. And I know Quinn kind of like covers it up. You know, yeah. she telling them they're, that she's okay and lying about where mm-hmm. she really is during the reception for her parents. Um, but at the same time, you got to read your friends. You know, are you sure you're good? Um, I know we talked about it on the Best Man series, like where you have Harper and you have uh, Q mm-hmm. and that kind of relationship. You know, Q is always the one that's reading through it. Like, you know, we here for you. We got you. He can, even though he's Harper is always saying, yeah, we good. All the money situation, that's straight. Like, nah, man, this is embarrassing. I got you. Like, I know something's not up. Just keeping an eye on it, keep you know asking questions. Um, and right. you know, I guess that can transition right in, into real quick. I just want to mention about Ty. Mm-hmm. These are I was very impressed with Ty, these two episodes. Okay. Like, her character itself. Like she yeah. really had she did a 180 from what we're used we were to. hard on her last week. <laughs> we were hard on her last week, and we've been we've even said, and it's still true, like she's very mm-hmm. self-centered, she's very selfish. You know, she has Ty in the front of her mind. Um, she's not as there for her. Her friend group, I guess, as the other ones are. Like, she's still a part of it. I never get the idea she's a bad friend. But she's also the 
if I got something going on, I got something going on. Like, mm-hmm. I got to know that you're really going through it. But she really dropped everything and was there. She showed up for Quinn, not only at the parade when she didn't want to go. And there's nothing like being being there for a friend when you don't want to do some shit, but you're they doing did. it for them. Like, that's <laughs> the ultimate, like, top-level friendship. Yeah. Because, like, I'm irritated. I do not want to do this, but you my dog, and I got you. Like, you're mm-hmm. going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, she showed up right there for at the end of the episode. Text her right back. All right, we'll be there in 10 minutes. She showed up for Brandon. I know we'll have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. She even gave Camille some good advice when they were having drinks. Like, yo, you know, you and Ian have talked about kids before. Maybe it's time to start having a conversation. Like, yeah, just kind of giving that good sound advice. I'm like, all right, then, Ty, like, I don't know who you are, who's, who's standing in for you, but you, you holding it down. The thing is about Ty, she has sense. Mm-hmm. Probably the most sense out of all of them, but she's abrasive. And yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's the very, very that's the most nice way you can put it. Oh, <laughs> um, and she is she gonna come off wrong? Like she got an interpersonal communication issue, but the sense is there. Whereas I think everybody else is a little slack on the common sense and just being thoughtful and mindful uh and forward thinking. Ty got that shit down pat. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant, honestly, yeah. in that in that regard. Brilliant. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I know we like to talk about these from a character standpoint. Yeah. You know, I know we had a mini conversation to start things off, but we have the happenings of Quinn, Camille, Ty, and Angie. Who do you want to start with? Um, let's jump into Angie. Okay, then let's jump into Angie. Um, a little bit opposite of last week, as mm-hmm. we mentioned, she there was a heavy Angie storyline. Um, the last two episodes when yeah. we were doing um three and four mm-hmm. and this week it kind of scaled back a little bit but we do see her growing up everything it's funny everything that we say one week one episode the very next batch of episodes they kind of like all right then it's like they listen to us obviously these have obviously been recorded and filmed and right um, as far as like, real episodes of Harlem, but it's almost like they listen to the episode and say all right then shut up here we go so <laughs> Angie's growing up you know she got her own you said what <laughs> got y'all I, I yeah. shut up <laughs> <laughs> right um angie's growing up she got yeah. her own spot you know, she, 10 weeks, mm-hmm. but she's got her own steady income. She's got a love interest. Everything that we said, like, why isn't Angie doing this? She's here. Angie don't have a love interest. Angie has a boyfriend. Angie has a boyfriend. Has a right. Man, okay. <laughs> yeah, they are smitten with one another. And I love that. And I believe I caught that, that I wanted that Angie was going to be the one to fall in love. Mm-hmm. You definitely I'm did. Here. I'm yeah. here for her and Mike. Yeah, and it's quick. Like it's like one of those, Let's not a, not a quick like we normally see Angie. Mm-hmm. Um, Quinn even made in a and then she was lashing out at her like you know you waiting for a call from some guy you won't even remember his name next week. Um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of her mo. But it's really quick. Like yo, like I said, they're smitten. Smitten is not a word that you just throw around. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's very that's reserved. I like that on his birthday. Not only did I he want to introduce her to his friends so I see enough in you and think enough of you that I want you to know my people mm-hmm. but when she declined essentially after having that horrible hair experience which we can get on that because I'm not sure why she was super super surprised um, 
I like how he showed up for her. Like, yeah, it's my birthday, but nigga, I, I want to check on you. And for real, I want to celebrate it with you. I want to be with you. It don't matter. We can be at my spot, probably doing something much more glamorous than watching you do these two strand twists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just, I like that. And I like the contrast of their personalities. Um, he is a bit more buttoned up. But if you remember, we met him from uh I'm trying to set him up with Quinn, you know, mm. so obviously different socioeconomic situations. Um, he's seems sort of a type with with flares of fun. And Angie is just that because she's all the fun, you know, right. uh, but I don't think he sees her as a fun girl. You know, I think that he really, really is into her and into their chemistry and the image, the um their sexual energy too just like i like them i like yeah. that yeah and it's it's always the ones you never see coming yeah you know yeah. what i mean just a weird pairing um odd pairing you wouldn't have thought that when they were standing in line to get drinks at that you know at quinn's parents receptions and stealing a simple syrup you know, wouldn't have thought yeah. it led to this <laughs> and it is moving fast and they've acknowledged it's moving fast but um to your point it's my birthday i left my party like i want to celebrate it with you That's like it. i'm about to come see about you that period and that's just what it is like and that's that's how i know that it's not you know that's kind of the difference between um you know oh girl is cool and nah that's the one and to him even though it's quick that's the one of him because you ain't leaving all right i'll catch up with her another day or i will you will link up tomorrow right. like nah, nah 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 i gotta see you now like that was in him so shout out to mike man stepping up mike and angie we'll see where that goes but um she also, also just real quick, this is a real, there's a couple cultural moments throughout this uh, episode, mm -hmm. such as black mamas having birth certificates and social security cards. Yeah. Um, but another one is black people running. Angie started running to go find that charger and then dude from the pizza spot saw her running and decided like, oh, we running? And then every black person, and they really did it in the way where it was only the black people running. <laughs> Didn't ask no questions. Nope. I see niggas running. I'm out. I'm gone. That's Something it. Something is coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love the cultural moment, man. But that was Angie's. But the Hallmark people. Yeah. Hallmark, man. Hallmark is wild. They're crazy. They're insane. And I wonder how much of what we're seeing is actual low-key behind-the-scenes energy at Hallmark. Because we know these Hallmark Christmas movies are ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah. Some of it, you listen. There's always a little bit of truth. It's always a little bit of truth. So I wonder who in the uh in the crew, cast or crew, have worked behind the scenes or even in front of the scenes, you know, on camera for Hallmark to be like, yeah, nigga, <laughs> right. <laughs> this and, effort madness. And on um. You know, on the Culture Garden podcast, we've discussed on numerous episodes the importance of making sure black people look good on camera. Yeah. Um, and that it's not just as simple as showing up to work. There's, you know, you have to make sure the lighting's right. You have to make That's sure it. the makeup's right. All the way to hair. Mm -hmm. And I like that they explored the fact that, you know, there's a lot of spaces, not just Hallmark. There are a lot of spaces where um, you have black actors who are... They don't know how to get their makeup done or how their makeup done properly or have their hair styled in the correct manner. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we talk about on the Nutty Professor. And Rachel, you weren't even on that episode when um, me and school did it. Jada Pinkett, um, yeah, she says that she she cannot watch the Nutty Professor to this day because of how her wig looks. Mm. She says she just didn't understand the importance of having somebody like that knows my hair, yeah, you know, my black to be around. And she yeah. said like stuff like that really matters and it's important. Mm -hmm. And I don't know for as good as a movie as Nutty Professor is, like I hate the fact that that happened and that yeah. she has to, you know, that's a distraction from such a great film and performance and the whole nine. And Jada wasn't like fresh out the gate when Nutty Professor came aboard. No. So I'm surprised, and considering it's Eddie Murphy, I'm surprised that they did not have a black woman in the tuck somewhere to come through and make sure that that hair was right, you know? Yeah, but the most important thing, and Rachel, I know I'll, I'll let you touch on it, um, the relationship between black women and their hair. Bruh. Um, how quickly, like, we never see Angie just shut down. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. think up to now, this is 16 episodes of Harlem at this point. Yeah. Never see Angie shut down. And she immediately, I mean, the rest of the day was done um, because of her hair. Right. Which, I, relatable content. And I'm glad we're not uh, on YouTube right now because my hair currently looks crazy because I did not <laughs> twist it. And I just let it go because I'm about to get my hair braided. Um, but I need to do a rewash and so many other things before. Um, but Angie is a hair girl. So mm -hmm. aside from having a multitude of wigs, we see her just with big hair. So I was surprised that someone with such an affinity for hair was not prepared, especially knowing that you're going into Hallmark of all networks uh, to kind of be in the mind of having to fend for yourself. But, so that's just a little bit of, girl, you know you got do, to be prepared. Let me ask you this real quick. Do you uh -huh. think she was more upset about the audacity? You think it was how it was done? Like, it was it was very, um, almost, I guess, passive-aggressive? Um, No, she went in there thinking that she was about to get her hair done. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Do you think that some of her being upset was the audacity of the stylist just kind of like looking at it like, oh, it's perfect, and like walking out like, are you serious? Like, just tell me oh. that you can't do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would prefer you tell me that you don't know how to do it versus you telling me everything look good. I think maybe a little bit, but also most white women don't know shit about black hair. They could see, and you can see me, you can see me right now, and they be like, oh, I love what you have going on, nigga. No. Shit's not right, you know? So, there's such a level of ignorance there um, that, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. She was wrong, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, I don't think she was, oh, damn. Maybe Angie was upset that, that she wouldn't just say, I can't do your hair, but her leaving and literally packing up her stuff was indication enough that, no, I literally cannot do your hair and not going to try to do your hair because yeah, that's I don't know what the fuck that shit is. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, That is not in my skill set. You go to beauty school, most of the time you are working on clientele that is most like yourself. That's yeah, and that's the part that really upset me. Like I'm not obviously I'm not a black woman, um, but watching it that that upset me the most. Her grabbing her stuff like she was 
sneaking out almost like you know what i mean just scurrying yeah. out like barely paying any attention oh it looks great like let me grab my stuff and go like them having a like the stare exchange like oh you really think we should do something with your hair like i don't know it just really bothered me and it really yeah. oh no it's definitely offensive i'm not taken away from that i'm just surprised at the surprise <laughs> I, I feel that i can definitely feel that i because yeah i know there's certain spaces that I, if i go like i need to bring x y and z it's no different than vacation like if i'm going somewhere you know i I bring my toiletry bag or a travel bag i I need to bring certain things that i know the hotel ain't gonna have or whatever the case your lotion your black lotion or whatever that's not gonna have your skin dried out and that's where we are so i was just a little surprised especially because essentially we're filming in present day Mm -hmm. so all of the conversations about the black hair on set and this and the third have happened and Angie wanting to be in Hollywood wanting to be a star I'm sure you've been privy to conversations and knowing that they're not going to have your shit right so you need to be prepared so that's why I was just a little surprised that she wasn't more prepared and I'm not taking away from her hurt feelings because that is a hurt feeling when somebody can I do your hair or your hair is just jacked up and you're forced to just deal. Mm-hmm. You weren't prepared. Yeah, I can feel that. I'm surprised she didn't want to do her hair as much as, you know, people like to touch black women's hair. That, <laughs> Oh, that too. That too. But also she probably just, that's a lot of hair on Angie's head. Yeah, she didn't listen. I, that, that was like a little joke, but I know she didn't know. She didn't even know where to start with that. And Not at all. Um, yeah, man, it's just it was just rough to watch. Like I said, it's just the the that connection. I'm glad that they at least showed it, um, yeah. and just showed that that's an industry thing. That's like not just an industry thing, a life thing. Like there's a, a ton of places thing. where there's a uh, a clip. I cannot remember what talk show it was for, but it was all these star or it was a celebrity hairstylist um, doing quick hair for multiple women. And one of them was a black woman. She's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to pin and tuck. When I tell you they had that girl looking like buckwheat, and she was like, oh, doesn't it look good? And all the black people in the audience were like, nigga, what the fuck? Come on, man. (laughs) Yeah, like. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh, my gosh. My goodness, man. Shout out out to black women. Shout out to black women here. And I'm not going to say that I wouldn't let a white woman touch my hair because some of the best coloring I ever had came from a white woman. One of my best blondes was from one of them. So, Hey, listen. Like I said, I'm glad that they did highlight (laughs) that and showed it. Um, Anything else on Angie that you want to go through? Um, Not really. I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her sticking with it. Uh, Shout out Mm -hmm. to Conscious Vaughn who looks and sounds like you, Lunell these days. But yeah. um, God bless her on her journey. That was a good throwback because we know that um, Angie is playing the character that Countess Vaughn was originally, quote unquote, cast to play in the Hallmark movie. Um, and so her showing up as her fairy godmother was a nice touch. And it's always good to see our 90s black stars. Mm-hmm, absolutely. 100%. I'll, I'll had that down. Shout out to Countess Vaughn. And then also just... Um... I want to walk back, not walk back, but I really want to make sure I take accountability. I was dogging Angie. You were. I said Angie need to get on her shit, and she got on her shit. You know what I mean? So I want to make sure 
that the uh that the praise is as loud as the criticism. Yeah. You feel me? Shout out to Angie, her character and what she has going on. I'm glad that everything is coming together for her. Um and I hope it continues. I know Angie's still gonna be Angie and she's still gonna be outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um but mm-hmm. I am happy with where she's at and she deserves all of that. So everything happens on the right timing. So shout out to her. What did you think of her saying, damn, I was happier when I was just on the couch? I mean, it reminds me of a uh it reminds me of a song. Um T.I. T.I. has a song called Sorry. I forget which album it's on. It's like after he started to, you know, descend in his rap game. But it's got Andre 3000 on it. Um, and Andre 3000 is one of my favorite Andre 3000 verses. And there's a line where he says, I learned that apartment is way more exciting than a big ass house on the hill. Hmm. It's kind of like sometimes what you want isn't necessarily what you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is what you want, but not the way that you wanted it or how you thought it was going to be. You know, it takes a little bit of adjusting. So, um, you know, embrace the journey. She missed Quinn. She missed she missed what she had. She was so used to it um, hmm. that she was like, damn. Like maybe it'll been better, and I think probably part of that is because she knew that this subletting thing was only ten weeks. Yeah, like, this isn't a permanent thing. Yeah. Like me feeling like this, I could have just stayed at Queens for ten weeks. You know what I mean? It's not a big of a deal. Um, had it been her own spot, her own beginning, um, I don't think she would have felt that way. I think she would have been more excited. Um, yeah, but I think that's all going to change with Mike now and everything. But yeah, it was very very interesting. You think she gonna move in with Mike after her ten weeks? <laughs> the first question would be is, and I know we just sang their praises, are they going to be together in 10 weeks? Ooh, I think so, Loki. I hope so. I I'm hope saying so. I hope so. I hope I'm so. looking at this from a television standpoint because if you are, then I mean Mike's going to be like a permanent B character. Mm-hmm. And are they going to do that? I don't know. I think that I, I don't. I think we've seen enough single Angie to where she does deserve at least a season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, give us a season with her in a relationship. I would love to actually see that. Like, what does Angie look like in a, in relationship? a relationship? I want to yeah. see not just the 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 wild Angie. I want to see them go through shit. Um, not go through shit, but like Camille and Ian, like go through the 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 rocky times too. Mm-hmm. How does Angie respond to that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How does she communicate after an argument? I would love to, to kind of take a dive into that. Um, Agreed. So, yeah. I, yeah. I think she will. I think she will. Okay. I think she will because Quinn's going to get it together. Like, it's coming for Quinn. And I think Quinn's going to reach a space where she's going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's jump into Ty. Shout out to Ty. Shout out to Ty, man. I, I've already kind of started that conversation when I just said it was really good seeing her display, you know, her friendship. Yeah. Um, I, I ran through some of the examples of what she had, what she had done. Um, like I said, giving solid advice, reconciling with Brandon. Um, the heartfelt moment at the Q party, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one thing about Ty. She is, like I said, she is very self-centered. Yeah. And to the point where she is, she's still all day. She's just upset. Even when she runs into the. Um, um, Rachel Drew's character. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, was gonna say plant lady. I was trying to think of her name. I didn't want to say plant lady. But I guess plant lady. Even when she runs into her, like she yeah. is so wrapped up and upset about this whole divorce. And her getting half, which once we find out how much that check was for. 1.5, baby. You feel me? Like, I'm understandably so. 
Um, but I love the fact that she had a chance to realize that she created something that was bigger than her mm-hmm. and that was going to impact more people than what she probably even knew. Like sometimes it's different when you see it, like all these yeah. people are here. And the fact that, the, you know, that couple came up, you could see the joy in her face. Like, yo, I really just, all I want to do is thank you. Like yeah. because my life, she, the way she explained, I'm in the middle of the woods. I kind of given up. That's a real thing, man. People yeah. hit a certain age and they just kind of accept the fact or, or live with the fact that I'm probably going to be alone by myself forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's an odd place to be. 56. Yeah. Yeah. Living in the middle of the woods. Like, so it doesn't seem like she's in an area where she's meeting people to begin with. So mm-hmm. a dating gap to where she found someone and she's happy and somebody that like stood up, like she unplugged that mic real quick. Like, yo, my girl right. said, you got say you're going to listen to her. Period. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that that happened. And I love she got to see that and understood like, all right, then like, if I got to eat this meal, I'll eat it because yeah. this is bigger than me. If I shut this down, this is going to shut down a lot, especially in a space like that, um, you know, a community like that where it's already, you know, uh, not a ton of options, you know, when yeah. it comes to like dating apps, things of that nature. So I thought it was real dope, man. I was thought it was real dope to see. Um, Agreed. I was getting it in, too. Um, Ty and Zoe. I was gonna ask you. I got it written down. You still think you still you still think Ty gonna fall for Zoe? Um. Yes and no. Okay. I think that Ty is gonna keep fucking around with Zoe and having fun and playing. But I think this episode, episode six, showed us that Zoe is literally nothing but a good time. You telling me that we can't, however long we've been kicking it, we can't even have just like a real conversation. I'm not even going to ask you. I thought it was forward, quote unquote, to ask her to, you know, inject that needle. Yeah, that's a bit much because I don't fuck with you like that. But damn, bitch, we can't even just talk. You just want to have sex with me and and whoever else. Like, eh. I think that Zoe is showing Ty, like, nah, this shit really ain't it. Or the importance of having somebody that you actually like, that you can actually have conversations with that will actually inject this fertility needle into you. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that you know this whole season's kind of been leading towards Ty mm-hmm. being with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, you know her observing her friends. Um, you know the relationship, her becoming a better friend. I think. Yeah, I think all of that is leading towards she's going to realize what you just said. She wants something. It's going to look different, I think, to everybody else. Um, you know, and that's an important theme. Relationships only have to matter to the two people involved, right? Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it has to make sense to them. They have to have their own understanding of what's going on within their relationship. And that's different for everyone. And I think that Ty's version of that is going to be different from, you know, a Camille and Ian. Yeah. But it's also going to be something that she needs and works for. So I don't know what it's going to look like. And it's going to, it's like we, like the whole Mike and Angie thing, it's going to come from nowhere. I don't know if we're going to get it at the end of this season in these last two episodes or maybe towards the end of, Hmm, teasing season three with somebody possibly for Todd, but you know, that's a different lifestyle, man. That's a real thing. When you live a lifestyle like that, mm-hmm. um, and you just gotta on the go and in and out, you know, swapping them out. Um, 
it's kind of hard to change and get your, you know, some Jay Z got a line in Volume Three. It's actually the Hova interlude. Everybody knows the Hova intro and outro, but there's an interlude that came out on the UK version. But either way, he has a line that he says, "Ladies, I love you, but I love my freedom more." Yeah, and that's Ty. Like, she loves her freedom, and I, I want to see who it is that's gonna like break her away from that. So. I think it'll be, I don't know. One thing I will say is, go ahead, go ahead. I think that Ty is going to surprise us. And I think you've kind of touched on it. You've kind of said it, but here's the reality. I don't think anybody wants to be alone, quote unquote. Facts. Facts. You want somebody that will pull up on you. Um, even if it doesn't look like a quote unquote cookie cutter marriage. Um, but you want somebody that's going to be there for you. And I think that Ty is realizing that more and more as the season goes on, which I appreciated. We saw that at one point she and Brandon were friends. Mm-hmm. Enough to marry him, even though she said she felt like he was there and he got her, you know, in, the, in season one. But once he tore that check up, which shout out to you, because I felt like I knew he was going to do that. I knew mm-hmm. in the final deliberation that he really wasn't feeling yeah, the whole exchange. Yeah. Um, but he moved out of a hurt place to do that. And we'll jump back to that. But seeing them have the much needed discussion or at least a little bit of it that they needed to have and watching him again show up for her on some like nigga I love you regardless you know everybody wants that everybody wants needs and deserves to be loved and know that they are loved and cared for by somebody and you can still be single and have fun and know that but you still want somebody at the end of the day or somebody's to be there for you. And we're seeing that. And I think Ty was averse to that for so long, having having been quote unquote trapped in that marriage and fleeing for her life to <laughs> find herself, you know? Yeah. So maybe she didn't want to be too attached for fear of that very same thing happening and losing herself again. But you're you've grown. Absolutely. I agree. I, everything you just said was perfect. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't have anything to add on that. Um, very well said. Very perfect. We all want somebody and deserve someone. Mm-hmm. And let's just jump back to something you mentioned um, about Brandon mm-hmm. um, and just that conversation between the two of them. You know, it, it, it is ironic to look at the conversation and think to yourself, you know, had you had this convo when Brandon pulled up? Yep. Everything else would have been avoided. Yep. Um, it was good to see that, you know, because we're introduced to Brandon as a a surprise, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, and kind of a gateway to a past life of Ty, but also as we don't know this guy, like he wasn't given really much character development to know what kind of person he was. Mm-hmm. Um, we both called that he didn't seem like he was there for money, like it was yeah. something a little deeper. He more so an explanation. I think mm-hmm. he might even said that in one of those episodes in season one. But really, Brandon's been hurt. 
That's it. And, um, you know, you feel for him. Like, I felt for him in that moment. And I didn't take it as you can, you know, when someone is trying to gaslight and trying to uh, manipulate feelings and turn the attention on them like they're the victim. And then you also know when somebody's just being really, really sincere. Yeah. You know, I don't want you feeling bad for me. Like he said, I, you know, I've done that. I've done enough of that for the both of us. Mm-hmm. But this is what it is. And you were my dog. You were my friend. You were my wife. And that not was- only did you leave me, everybody leaves me. And I mean, I can't imagine. Like at some point, it's going to start messing with you in the head. Like, yo, why does this keep happening to me? Like, Will Smith, Fresh Prince, man. <laughs> How come he don't want me, man? Don't want me. <laughs> like, that, that's that's. Yeah. That feeling of you're not enough or there's something wrong with me that everyone I kind of get close to seems to leave. Um, and just that that hug that she gave him and just that relief, that was years and years and years of just, you know, I think Ty realized, like, man, I have been a shitty friend. That's it. Um, even though I had to do my thing, I had to break away, I had to do my own thing, I still could have been a better friend to you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, hurt people hurt people. And Brandon realized, he said it, like, I thought hurting you was going to make me feel better. And trust me, it never does. It never that's, does. That's Even it. if it's an instant little, like, I got, a, yeah, because you realize like, I did all that for that. Because I still, at the end of the day, I hurt you, but you still my dog, no matter what. So I'm sorry that I hurt you. And he mm-hmm. tore up that check, which is admirable. Because if you get a check for a million and the deal's done. 1.5. Yeah. A lot of people would have bounced. A lot of people would have bounced, but I like the fact that he came back and realized, like, I can't even leave without you. And Ty, even like, nah, get your ass back in here. We got to, you about to hear right. it. We going to talk um, about it. I think that just shows the importance of those conversations and closure. Even if that was going to be their last conversation, let me get it all out right now. Right now. Um, yeah. I really, really, really hope that, um, I hope they can keep a relationship. You know, yeah. I really hope they keep a friendship, a relationship, something of that nature mm-hmm. because you know i think brandon needs it and i think ty needs it yeah you know what i mean i think learning from her past you know mistakes and her marriage i think that helps into what we said earlier her finding somebody for herself maybe i'm reading a lot into it but they have a very different dynamic than ty and the girls aside yeah. from being married you know at one point but once the wall was down, her energy, their energy with each other was much different than she was with the girls to me. I was, it was just like a brighter smile or a more comfortable, like, this nigga really, 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 really knows me mm-hmm. and knows that I'm definitely afraid of needles and knows that. Just everything. I, yeah. I really like that. And low-key, I do hope we see Brandon more. I mean, he's got to go back to wherever he came, but at least maybe in these last two episodes, he, he doesn't leave, and we see maybe some more, at least episode seven, Um, we see some more lightheartedness from the two of them. But I felt her in the court, uh, in the deliberation, she's like, nigga, absolutely not. Don't- no, I felt everything there. Don't speak to me. I don't wrote you a million dollar check, nigga. Yeah. No, yeah. no, never. <laughs> 100% felt tie on that. 100%. And then, um, yeah, there's definitely something there. They have a history, a strong history, a strong bond, a strong friendship. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that in season one, um, or yeah, Ty, I think Ty mentioned that like, she's 
I don't think Ty was ever like confused on her sexuality. Mm-hmm. So to know that you marry somebody, knowing that that you're not even attracted to men, that even goes as much to show how much they meant to each other, and how right. much they loved each other for whatever right. reason it was. But there's a love there, even if it's not romantic. Mm-hmm. It's genuine and it's deep. Because I felt like maybe she was also a beard for him. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's just. I'm me. not gonna say that I hadn't thought that. Okay. But I didn't want to, you know, you mm. know. That's we'll see what happens, man. I don't know. I ain't want to. I ain't want to take it there, but it, okay. it definitely crossed my mind okay. from the first time he popped up. Very much so. So you know, mm. it is what it is. Um, anything else about Todd that you want to get uh, into? No, happy to see her not get on my nerves as much. Uh, these two episodes. Do we want to end this episode? I know we so we got two characters left. You want to end this episode with Quinn or Camille? Did we? I think we ended with Quinn last week. So let's uh, let's end with Camille. Okay. Um, <laughs> talk about Quinn. Some you kicked off the conversation a little bit earlier. You just want to see your girl. All right. You on the main line? I'm on the main line. I'm fervently praying. I'm in my prayer closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm beseeching the throne of grace. Oh my God. Quinn is so down bad. And I've I started off the episode talking about her and just wanting to see her do well. And her mother pissed me the fuck off in this mm-hmm. episode. And I guess because we know how down bad Quinn is, but mom. Here you are, one with Isabella. Because why the fuck are you with her? Yo. After I done told y'all that she, we just broke up, mm-hmm. Even you didn't know we were together. You could have taken a break. So that measly, I told her she made a mistake. I don't give a fuck about that. I do not care. I don't want to hear that shit. Why are you here with her? And you giving out mom hugs, and you won't even hug me, your child. Right. That you birthed from your loins. Mm-hmm. If you don't get your for the people ass up out of here, like I, <laughs> I wanted to fight her, and she already pissed me off and had me weak at the top of uh at the top of episode five um at the party when she said Quinn and uh not Quinn Camille uh, Camille and yeah <laughs> I was weak like bitch she a trip. Right. enough she a trip, man she you're a trip. crazy you're fucking crazy um. I know what it's like as far as Quinn goes to just be trying to have a good time, like going all out, doing a little extra, which was a lot extra because she looked a damn mess. Uh, she looked good because she looks good. She's fine as hell. But like, ma'am, really? Yeah. This is a lot. Um, Just trying to feel good. And once she started realizing, like, first off, crowds are almost never fun. Uh, never. So she said, I'm not having a good time. <laughs> Drunk as hell, just out there, but still empty, still numb. And pride is not, it's not doing it for you. I felt bad for her just the whole two episodes. Like, but I get trying to put on that brave face. Um, I didn't appreciate her snapping on Angie, but again, hurt people hurt people. We know that. Mm-hmm. And- when you really are down bad and she felt 
as much as we own Angie and she talks shit about Angie being in her house, she is equally as dependent on Angie. She yep. too is a crutch. You know, yep. as she said, I think last season she uh said, I'm your crutch, but no, nigga. She's the other one. <laughs> yeah, she's the other one. Crutch is always coming to uh it's always a set of two. Yeah, man. So um or a pair, I just, I Yeah, I just feel bad. That's it. And I keep saying that, like my heart is hurting for her. Yeah, and Quinn didn't, you know, another thing with that, Quinn wasn't expecting Angie to get it together. Um, That's it. Not that quickly. Not that know? quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a shock to her. And that was right when the time when she needed her. And when you keep saying something to somebody like, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to leave here. I can't wait to whatever. And then that time actually comes. Yep. That's that moment of truth where you just kind of like, damn, did I really want that? Like I said, we talked about it earlier with Angie in the apartment. Is that something mm-hmm. I really wanted? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you're, when you're keeping all these feelings bottled up, you're not being open and honest about them. That's when you start lashing out. Mm-hmm. You know, when it started, she, I mean, she lashed out at Angie, which, like you said, I didn't appreciate. Yeah. Um, even though it was a little bit understandable. Yeah, um, but you low-key sound like a hater. Yeah, she definitely sounds like a hater. But what I mean is, is here's the thing about when you, when you just start letting it fly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what you say is true. Yeah. But you're saying it in a real fucked up way. That part. Um, and you know what's coming from anger. Like that some part. shit you should have been said in a whole different manner. Mm-hmm. Okay, we all know Angie can be a little bit over the top sometimes. All right. Mm-hmm. We know that sometimes Angie makes the she she even made the joke about it, talking about uh the cat. Yeah. You know, why don't you just sit there and you know, unbothered and wait to be catered to all am I a cat? We know that she makes things about her, mm-hmm. but you don't have to go about it like that, man. She's sharing good news with you, yo. Like, she's sharing real good news with you, and she's really excited about it. Like, for Angie, you got to look at it from Angie's perspective. She's been on someone's couch. She doesn't, as much shit as I give her, I know Angie doesn't want to be on the couch. That part. You know what that I mean? Part. She doesn't want to. That's not her plan. That's not what she had in mind. We saw that she was in the penthouse. Like, she's lived a different life before. Like, so yeah. she wants to get back to that, but she's not settling for the bullshit in order to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Quinn lashed out at the Vogue crew. You know, when she saw them, like un- she didn't have to, but she did. You know, she's you see her drinking, just trying to escape, and right. realize no matter what she's doing, she can't escape the feeling because she has to address this head on. Right, but Quinn didn't lash out. She tried to hide. It was only until Buddy was like, "Don't get mad at us because your uh shit got canceled." Well, yeah, I'm, well after the after she left and went out and like was you know doing her Kanye paparazzi shit, cussing <laughs> out people. <laughs> You know, she's just trying to let it all. She's got so much in that she can't let it out. And I'm so happy that at the end of the episode, she finally sent that text message. Yeah. Um, Long you know, and I yeah. thought it was going to come with with Ty. Because we were right there on a breakthrough when, at, you know, at the parade as far as what's going on. Let me know. you Are you ready to talk? And then kind of just kept, you know, getting delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, still no love for mom, mm-hmm. though. Like that, I, I really thought that when we had that, when they had that conversation on the golf course, I thought that was going to turn things around. Breakthrough. Yeah, I thought that was a breakthrough, slowly but surely. Um, her mom even gave her a compliment, and then we get to this episode, and it's kind of like, who are you? Like, you first, you hanging with the ops. Period. <laughs> you feel me? Uh huh. Like uh-huh. I just told you that we broke up. Like that should be a even if you don't want to get into it, that's a, a friendly decline. Yeah. I'm not gonna be able to do it. You that's know, it. I got something else going on. 
at least not happy. I'm not going to be in public with you, even if I haven't cut you off, but maybe I'm not going to be at your appearances. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you happy to be there. Like you actually enjoying what you're doing. You're giving hugs to other people's children, but not your own. Like you mentioned not that. Your so. own. It's wild, man. It's a weird, weird eye relationship. Quinn's got a lot going. Like I said, the character just shows you that there is more to life than money. Um, that's it. If you're not that's satisfied it. emotionally. Um, and I'm glad I, like love the trip. I pray that Puerto Rico is good for them. I have had lots of fun in Puerto Rico. Uh I'm taking a renewal birthday trip my damn self this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I hope that one, they all go looking at you, Camille. Um and just really, really, really surround themselves or surround Quinn with love mm-hmm. that she needs. And she just gets in that ocean and just, you know, has a good cry or something. That's what I like to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God. Whatever she needs to do to get it out. That's it. Just get it out and just come back refreshed because we didn't even talk about how is your business going to be impacted by you showing up to that uh, uh, what was the the white lady? Jill. Jill. Um, While she was questioning, you know, Quinn, is everything okay? Quinn treated her like shit and She's clearly a repeat customer, and while she didn't leave because she wanted to shop for herself and try on things, because mm-hmm. she just needed a day, you're gonna have to make that right. Yeah, she will. Because she's your only customer. She's the only repeat we've seen in there, <laughs> other than the girls and Isabel, Isabella. Right. So yeah, and that's the thing. She's got to make it right. Mm-hmm. But my thing is that character Jill. Yeah. Is gonna make her. She's gonna fucking drag her through the coal mm-hmm. like for that apology and to make mm-hmm. it right and i don't think that i think that whatever quinn when she when she gets out of what she's going through yeah i think that we're gonna see a different version of quinn one who I, ain't even going for it like mm-hmm. i'm not it's not even that deep she's gonna stand for something more than that and just yeah. she's not she's not trying to make anybody happy anymore she's yeah. gonna do whatever makes her happy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i don't even know if the designer thing will be a thing you know yeah you know, I don't know if that I need to close shop. It was symbolic for permanently or just for mm-hmm. the time while I figure out what's next. I don't know. I don't know. I hope so, because that was the one thing that she actually enjoyed. She just can't pull herself up out. Uh, yeah, I see. And that's the thing. I don't know what. I, hopefully it's all the same. You know, yeah. We already know that that Quinn has gone through different careers. Um, mm-hmm. They pointed that out. So it would be nice to find one that sticks. And I think this will. I just don't know if it's, you know, there's just a lot of stuff she has to do and work at. And I think everything else takes a back burner. She's going to figure all that out. Thankfully, she has the, um, you know, the time to do it in the space. That's one thing. That's one thing that I will say that is a little bit different. Yeah. Looking at Quinn. um, Sometimes you still got to sit there and, you know, go through stuff mm-hmm. with real life. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to go to work or do whatever. Quinn doesn't have to do that. So utilize that time, get what you need. Like I'm really, I'm really pulling for Quinn yeah. um, to get it out much more, much more than I was from Molly. <laughs> Quinn down bad, man. And I hope she, yeah, I just, yeah. I got thought it. I was really like, I thought it was about to get bad, right? 
Like I thought, I thought there might be some like harming of self. Um, like I'm inclined to agree with you. Like I was getting, I was getting worried. Like I'm inclined to agree. Well, my girl was wandering the streets in the park. (laughs) Once, once the show turned on some gospel music, you know. (laughs) The camera, like the the, the, out there, you know. Yeah, so. the way they shot that was different. I'm like, oh man, like, mm-hmm. come on now. And I'm glad it was just a text message. All right, cool. Definitely. I'm glad she got those responses quick. Yeah. Um, and then they you imagine up. if everybody was busy? Yo, that's what. Yo. <laughs> yeah, they took that. They took that thought. That t- they took that. <laughs> maybe they were thinking the same thing. Like, really? Let's make sure these texts are prompt. Um. You know, it didn't take anything but like a couple seconds, so mm-hmm. we can get the idea of anything bad happening to Quinn out of people's heads because That's that it. was a lot. That's it. Um, but she's gonna bounce through. I can't yeah. wait to see it. Yeah, can't wait to see it. And then we got a. Oh, you got anything else about Quinn before we That's get it. to your girl, to your girl Camille, to Professor mm, mm, mm. <sighs> Camille, 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 man. What a tangled web we've weaved. Did you know her and Jameson was going to fuck when she went over there? I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I don't know what happened, but I don't think they did. What do you mean? I think that was just a classic, like, we woke up in the bed together. I don't think anything happened. TV shows have done this before. She had had no clothes on. I was trying to figure that part out because I'm like, is there a, like a crop top underneath or something? I don't know, man. It's summertime. The shirt she had on had sleeves. But that was a blazer, I thought, wasn't it? No. I don't think that they had sex. I really don't. Don't ask me why. I just don't think. I just can't see that happening. Like, because what the what the fuck? Like, listen. If Auntie. she had sex with Jameson. I'm not watching the show no more. <laughs> That's a lie. Why would you? Nah, she didn't have sex with Jameson. I think she did. I don't think she had sex with Jameson. She even Why? said, what did you do? How? How did that happen? How would she have had sex with Jameson? Exactly. We need to know. Stay tuned for the next Dragon Ball Z. We've got to find out. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to find out. Um, She went over there fully dressed even if you say that you don't think they had sex why are you in this man's bed so why did you fall asleep on the couch real quick let me say this um i will say this i did not like the energy in that apartment i did not like how it just looked way too comfortable to be working together like i want a if 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 you my ex and i'm in a whole new relationship we need to be in lobby. We need to be at the table at the library. Like we need mm-hmm. to avoid personal space. Like, mm-hmm. and I know it's kind of impossible. Um, that sound that seems like something that's gonna yeah. be random hours, all times of the day. Mm-hmm. I get it. They're both adults. I I, I would I, I expect them to make some good decisions, but from the time she came over there with the sun chips, and I fuck with some good harvest cheddar chunks, um sun chips. Mm-hmm. The time she went over there talking about snacks and this, are you ready? You want to do it now? Like, here's how giddy he was. Like, almost like he was scheming. I know he wasn't, but it kind of felt like he was a little bit. I don't know, man. I think he, I think Jameson Loki think he can get her back if he wants to. Yeah. 
because he keeps bringing up like the all right. So let's bring up Jameson when we first see him. Mm-hmm. All right, it was in episode five. She's leaving class. Mm-hmm. He pops up on her. Mm-hmm. He says, "I've been trying to get a hold of you, trying to reach out to you." And she does the whole like, "Oh, you know," like and he's like, "Yo, you ain't got to do all that." Like the whole ignore blocking whatever you're doing. You're doing it. It's cool. I'm coming to you about this. His ass definitely is blocked. Yeah, she was definitely blocked, and she just didn't seem like even the little uh, pokes in the chest. Like it just seems a little bit too familiar. Like that, you know, that relationship is still fresh. Have they been broken she was so hit. You said what? Have they been broken up a month? That's what I'm saying. But she's just so she she threw she risked it all for Ian. Maybe that goes back to what we've been saying all episodes. Sometimes you get something you want, and then you realize, eh, but I got a sixty-eight thousand dollar lawsuit. You better stop playing with me. Period. Period. You stop playing with me. Um, Jameson is sneaky. I I I liked Jameson at first, but I low key don't like that nigga anymore. I was gonna say I liked him. Uh, I liked him at the scene with, with Ian. Ian, yeah. But now I, I feel you. Like he's got some shit going on. Like I'm, I didn't think he was going to be doing it, but now yeah, he's he's sneaky. Even um, even this grant that you went behind my back and applied for and put my name on, how much of that was you looking out for me and you using me for a win for yourself? The latter. That's exactly what that was. And what's crazy is if. <laughs> It's really funny how television works. If you take away episode six, mm-hmm. I would have a hundred percent said that he did that to look out for Camille, for her best interest. Mm-hmm. After the ending of this past episode, you a hundred percent did that so you can get a piece of that too. Like, hey, I'm with her, so she's not gonna say no, and I'm just gonna go ahead and put you on that. Because who does that? Like that part. Who does that? that? Part. And when did you do it? Because think back of how we met Jameson. Okay, you're on this panel. Academia is not that large of community, especially once you get into like black studies, anthropology type shit. Like all them niggas kind of know each other. Right. Or are at least familiar. So you know who the fuck I am. Enough to have been stalking me on Instagram and then pretending to show up ironically at red lobster when literally your ass was plotting jameson been plotting on camille from the inception of his character and i don't like this nigga damn you're right hey you hey listen rapey always says she if she don't know nothing else she know these niggas come on i know absolutely right (laughs) you are 100 percent right i can't refute anything you just said that is he's been plotting the whole time How could I think anything he does is not a plot? Camille did not respond to his text about meeting at Lunel's. She never said, okay, see you there. This nigga was just there on the hopes that she would come. Mm -hmm. Under the assumption that eh, she's going to come. Mm. This Mm. is crazy. So it is crazy. So listen, this all ties together because Camille obviously has a problem. And we'll talk about her mom um, and, her, you know, sometimes finding out the root of things. Yeah. But she has a problem of keeping things from Ian. 
Mm-hmm. You know, just a real thing. Like just, mm-hmm. just too many times over and over um, yeah. for this to be real. And, and what really makes me upset is you're supposed to be starting a new foundation, a new fresh life. Mm-hmm. This person, like this is not the way you start out. Yeah. It's not the way you start out. You know, we had the conversation about the eggs. Um, you know, Ty even told her, yo, you since you guys have once discussed it, maybe you want to begin the conversation, even if it's not full out, but maybe start dropping some hints or you know, if you don't know how to, you know, approach it head on. Mm-hmm. But she continuously undermines her own relationship, mm-hmm. undermines her, it makes it hard for her to trust. Mm-hmm. to where if you are in a position where I'm thinking she didn't have sex with him, how can you not believe it? Like, you know, even with Ian, like, Jameson texting you, the way that text read, it seems like there's some shit going on. And the fact that you can't never keep it real with me. Yep. I don't know. I don't know, man. Something know. water ain't clean. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I'd be like, I don't know, man. If I'm, if I'm Ian, I'm pissed. I'm pissed at Camille. Yeah, how could you not be? Like, pissed. Like, even let's talk about the egg conversation because he said it, man. We're supposed to be doing this together. That's like, it. We do not, we're not going to keep any secrets from each other. Mm-hmm. And she assumed that Ian would either leave her, be heartbroken, whatever the case may be. But she never once thought, like, what if this man is here to support me? That part. Make sure. And Ian, and I feel that as a man, like, if my girl come up to me and she's been going through some shit and is by herself. Mm-hmm. You know, no different than final chapters with you know yeah. Merchant Candace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm supposed to be here to like that's what? Like, I can't believe you went through that by yourself. Like, right. you know what I mean? It's not even about anything else. I just want to be here for you. I want to be here to support you. I love you. So we're gonna see, you know, how she ended the episode telling Ian, you know, that she wants to make sure there's no secrets, and we're gonna get a real test of that because what are you gonna tell Ian about this whole Jameson situation? Because even if you didn't sleep with him, you're still in the bed with this nigga. With no clothes on. With no clothes on. Like, next to you with seemingly no clothes on. Maybe it was hot, man. You know. I don't know, man. It's summertime How did y'all get from the couch to the bed, be it not a sexual encounter? And I don't remember any alcohol being involved. It was not like, you know, they got drunk and was passed. Listen, I do not know. Being vulnerable and she was being open. And this manipulative ass nigga was taking advantage of her openness and that raw feeling. And he's familiar. They had something good until Ian showed back up. Like, be clear, even though the foundation was faulty because he definitely was stalking her and plotting on her. um, It has the potential to be good. That's real. And it was easy. That's real. Camille likes easy. Mm-hmm. And we know that he's not over because he keeps bringing it up. Like, you know, you know, that she's made a mention when he told her about the grant. Is this real? About as real as a breakup. Come on. He always make he always makes sure he sends a shot, you know. Hey, back when we were a happy couple, you know, I applied for this grant. Keeps reminding her, like, you made a mistake. Come on. Come on. This nigga's crazy. Fatal attraction. Um, <laughs> she better get away from this nigga. And did you catch that the grant only works if she's on it? Yeah, he cannot do it by himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, man. Jamison ain't slick. By herself. Jamison ain't slick, man. 
ass. She better get the fuck away from him. Let's talk about uh Ian pulling up on him. Well, I want to say that for last. Okay. Um, but let's talk about the mother dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have a dual thing going on with Dr. Pruitt and Camille's real mom. Yeah, um, yeah. We know that Camille has had some issues with her mom kind of flaking on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and we knew something was there, but nothing in detail. So this is the first time we really get to see her mom. Mm-hmm. This first time I think we realized that Camille has a parent that passed away. Yeah. And, you know, you go to the house and it's very just, you know, she gives off cat lady vibes. 1,000%. You know, it's the middle of summer. I see a jack-o'-lantern by the door. I see Christmas decorations. There's a candy corn turkey for Thanksgiving. A Christmas tree is up. You know, just kind of like, you know, something's off. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We know that. And it's that's always been a struggling relationship between the two for the whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very awkward to see. Cause that's you know still mother daughter, but it's also weird. You know, Camille yeah. goes in for the hug. Mom kind of puts her hands up to where she can't hug her back. Um, it's all we we on the culture guard. We talked about the photograph this past week. Sometimes people can't use words or certain mm-hmm. normal expressions to speak to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a similar thing that I saw throughout her mom. And then you have the opposite of it with Doctor Pruitt, who was on the other side. She is the mom, but can't really connect with her daughter. Yeah. And Camille looking at that and was like, okay, then they kind of fill that void in for each other. And maybe that's kind of why Dr. Pruitt is a little bit standoffish because mm-hmm. she's so focused on making things work on her own daughter that she doesn't want a daughter-like figure yeah. in there. But, yeah. um, you know, Camille taking the fall. She's willing to take the fall for it. That was that was intense. And I, I want to back up. Camille's mother said, who sent you? Yeah, she did say that. So what the fuck you uh what the fuck else do you have going on that you think somebody is doing a wellness check? Mm-hmm. Aside, okay, you touched on it. Yep, you got all these happy decorations and holidays. And Camille, I think, made mention of it like every day is not a holiday. And I understand like you just wanting to have happy memories and happy things around, but this is not okay. Um, Dr. Pruitt, her daughter is 100 percent on drugs. Did you get that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, this is the first time and the only time where we would have had the opportunity to, but I felt bad for Dr. Pruitt. Yeah, really. Uh, I really did. Not the whole scamming thing, because these scammers are bold. Um, I don't The scammer was the, the former TA in season one, right? Yes. And you, it's really funny because I could buy that. I could buy the whole fake. She's not really black. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. thought that when I first saw her. I'm like, damn, she looked a little bit like black and white with Ice Cube. <laughs> remember that TV show. Well, she said she was native. Okay, is that what it was? Is that she supposed to be from Belize? And then they came and they're talking about she was from Belize. But she said... Uh, when she and Camille were going back and forth with like, well, you're native from Oklahoma. She was like, well, well, my people had to trans, had to move or something to that effect. Mm. So I'm like, mm, is this just multiple stories and Camille got one story and Dr. Pruitt got the other? And then I couldn't figure out if this was a continuity issue when Dr. Pruitt was talking about her. She was like, you a white girl from Ohio. Mm-hmm. But Camille, when she was retelling it to Ian, said she was a white girl from Florida. Florida. So, so many different stories going on here. 
Yeah. I don't know if that was just her being passive about white girl from America somewhere right. acting like right. she wanted to be black. So, yeah, I, I thought the same. Of course, anytime Ohio is mentioned in the show, our ears perk up just being Ohioans. Ohio was so, shout, shout out to the Buckeye State. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I noticed the same thing. Um, I don't know. That was, that was just weird in general. But, yeah, I did feel for Dr. Pruitt. You made a very good point about not wanting a daughter figure um, around. And I think that Camille, because she, something about her is overly familiar. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wonder if it's like a nervous thing, but even Camille interjecting after Dr. Pruitt hung up with her daughter, like, I get blown off by my mom a lot. I know how that feels. I felt Dr. Pruitt was like, bitch, no the fuck you don't. You don't even right. know what you're talking about. Fight the urge to say anything to me because I'm already in distress, you know, because I'm dealing with somebody who's opened up four credit cards in my name and plagiarized my work for this whole big grant project that had you not been in your own bullshit, you would have been the lead on. Mm-hmm. That's real. Mm. And I think it's a good reminder. Sometimes you just have to sit in the silence. That's it. There's there, there sometimes nothing is needed to be said. That's it. Cause I already know. I and I already know that you know that I know. So I don't need you to say shit. Yep. Yes, it should have been you, but also you missed a call time. You were not showing up. Um Camille was all over the damn place. So it while it was petty on Dr. Pruitt to give it to a student versus this actual doctor, professor. Camille, you hadn't been showing and proving neither. So right. the, I told you so. Eh, it's only really can go so far. We're going to see what happens. It's, it's going to tie up nicely. I wonder if she ends up staying at Columbia. You think she stays at Columbia when it's all said and done? Um, I think that this has bonded Camille and Dr. Pruitt. I think so too. And from here, she builds the relationship with Dr. Pruitt that she had with Robin. And now Dr. Pruitt sees the importance of Camille's research and work. And one, that she is an ally. Because the fact that you came and showed up with me, bitch, I could have one on Sunday afternoon from brunch not come over. Especially when you yeah, especially when you disregard my time and tell me 15 minutes, all right, perfect. Period. Number two, I could have not helped save this project, but my name is also wanted, so low-key, I want to. Yeah. But I damn sure don't have to go to the dean's office because I had absolutely nothing to do with your decision-making here. Not, so, only nothing, not only nothing to do with it, you picked the wrong person. I would love to have to see you face that. But I ain't going to do it. But I ain't going to do it. So to go and show herself when she reached out her hand and Dr. Pruitt reluctantly finally gave her her hand as well. Whole new respect. Mm -hmm. Whole new respect for her. On top of the, the tides were already turning when Camille came back to the house again, uninvited it saying, you know what? Actually, I am going to leave. I'm going to honor my commitment and then I'm uh, branch off and then I'm out of here. This elevated that, that respect level that Dr. Pruitt has for Camille. And hopefully 
um she can do well but now how well is she gonna do because she got this fucking jameson stalker distraction going on yeah i was just about to say before we get to this uh ian and jameson scene i think that camille got a lot of things that she needed from those motherly figures you know yeah. that that hand outreach mm -hmm. um with dr pruitt reminded me of the birth certificate scene with her mom mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where it's just kind of like so frustrating and you're trying to do what you can and you, you, you reach a point where there's no, you know, it's an impasse. Yeah. There's nothing else that you feel that's going to be done. Mm -hmm. And then right before you, you know, you know, her hand was out with Dr. Mm -hmm. Pruitt. Mm -hmm. She was about to take it back in. And right when you're taking it back in, the other hand is stretched out. Yeah. Right when you're about to leave the house, hold on. Yeah. Keep things close. To, you know, the things that are important, I keep close to me. Mm -hmm. You know, her mom communicating in a way that she understands, which is so rare for Camille. Yes, um, them having that moment where you know this is my only copy, so I keep it you know tucked away. Yeah, Camille taking the photo herself. Now we both got a copy. Yeah, those yeah. things that she's been needing for the past sixteen episodes and way before that, mm -hmm. um, she's starting to get, and I think that's going to help her with Ian. That's going to help her with her career. That's going to help everything else. Which is okay. why I really don't think they slept together. So we'll see. I, mean, um, I think they do. I think they did though. Yeah, listen. One of us will be. One of us would be right. Yeah, well, we were definitely. That's all we're gonna kick out the episode next week. Um, but Ian and Jameson, we don't have to spend a ton of time on it. I just uh -huh. really enjoy it. Um, part of it, I think, is because we don't get the male interaction a lot on this show to begin with. So it's always good to see it. Um, obviously, people love you know the drama aspect of it. The ex nigga showing up to the new nigga, ex, mm -hmm. ex slash ex niggas showing up to the new slash new nigga. Right. Um, they both played that role in, in Camille's life, but mm -hmm. I just low key like like I said, it's Jameson was funny in that scene because at that point, like I said, you take away episode six. At that point, you know Jameson was a dude. Granted, he was on some plotting shit. He got the upper hand. Yeah, he got spun. He got the upper hand. Like, and he's, you know, double twist. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she's mm -hmm. keeping secrets and you hacking her phone. Like, happily ever after is off to a great start. Like, he, him just being able to enjoy the chaos that is Camille yeah. here. Um, yes. And I think that gave him a better idea that, you know what? I really can move in and take this woman if I want to. Like, mm -hmm. this shit ain't even, she's, she ain't even keeping it a buck with him. Yep. If I know, if I'm on some sneaky shit, if I got a girl, Moved on, which I think is my woman. Mm -hmm. That's my girl. Like you moved on. I don't give a fuck about nothing. I don't believe in that. Like you know, you want to be with me. Stop playing. Like, like that. That's the approach Jameson is taking. Mm -hmm. All he needs to see is a crack. That's it. You know what I mean, I'm kind of happy you showed up, Ian. Let me see what y'all like talk about right now. You coming up on some rah rah shit. You doing her light work. Now I see that she ain't even keeping it a bug with you. Okay, mm -hmm. that's all I needed to know. It ain't off to this new happy start because, like I said, y'all started fresh and through it. You stopped the marriage for this woman. Yep. If I was Jameson, I probably would have said that. Lucky I ain't know about that lawsuit. You got to you go. You owe sixty eight bands, and she can't even tell you that I, she saw me at work. Damn, Somewhere. bro, that's rough. But yeah, I just like the fact that they uh had the chance to interact, and you thought it was gonna be you know more combative than what it was. I thought the humor of it being Pride Month and the dude saying Happy Pride. Um, and them kind of even weirdly bonding, mm -hmm. not friends, mm -hmm. but just kind of being also. I know the joke is, you know, men can just make friends with men, you know, any second. But I wouldn't have went about it like that if I was in. Like, ain't no jokes, ain't no drinks, ain't no none of that, bro. Like, this is what it is. Like, sure, once I find out about the grant, we can definitely use that bread, and I think Camille should do it. But that don't mean we got to be buddy buddy and laugh it yeah. off. 
you thought that Ian hit up Jameson. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I thought Ian hit up Jameson. I thought Ian, I thought Jameson reached a point where Ian had to like check him. Mm-hmm. And now we find out that's not the case. Yet. Yet. Well, yeah, they're still gonna be a check, even though if they didn't sleep together, they. I, how? What? I gotta figure out what happened. We gotta figure out what happened with that. We can only finish this in La Biblioteca, in the library, in public. We cannot be in this sort of intimate setting given the nature of our relationship. But you telling Ian, right? You just told this man no more secrets and you've been keeping secrets and now you got another one. Let Ian find out from Jameson and then what? He gonna kill Camille. Crimes of passion, baby. <laughs> I can see it already. I can see Jameson like, hey man, I just want to let you know I apologize. Like He's gonna say it as, as an assumption. Yeah. And low key, given Jameson's character, he might be doing it on purpose. I, I, know, Camille ain't, I know Camille ain't tell 100%. you. Something. But so I don't look like an asshole. I'm gonna tell you in a way that I'm assuming she told you. Like, man, I'm sure Camille talked to you. Didn't mean no harm. Blah, blah, blah. And then Ian gonna be looking confused like, what? Oh yeah, I stroked your girl. What? Come on, man. It's ugly. Crowns of passion, like you said, Ray. Mm, mm, mm. So, oh, Camille, girl. You got got anything else you want to add? Um, I don't. I I genuinely believe that they had sex, but I hope that she didn't fuck that nigga. But I just don't know what other way that you would end up in his bed. I don't either, but I don't think it happened. I just don't. I just can't. I can't see it. That's just wild to me. That and Camille doesn't strike me as that type of character. So she I just want to see the backstory of what happened. Camille is disengaged man multiple times and the day before his wedding and ruined it and didn't feel bad about it. She don't that don't strike you that she would fuck her old nigga. I've always looked at it as her and Ian were like for each other. And that's like a different dynamic. Oh, okay. But you're right, man. When you say it like that, what am I supposed to say, Rachel? Shit. (laughs) Okay. All right, man. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, Obviously, we have a lot of questions and a whole lot to wrap up. I can't say it enough. I'm really pissed that we only got eight episodes. This seems so rushed, but we got one more for y'all. One more episode of We Got Y'all for Harlem and two more episodes of Harlem in itself. So, Your Honor, make sure you check us out. Make sure you check out Culture Garden Podcast. We'll have another episode this Thursday. We'll be back next week to talk about the episode seven and eight. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, man. Y'all be cool. How y'all be cool? Peace out.